you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Going to the hurry-up offense. Ooh, the hurry-up is back. I love it. We haven't done this since last football season. Hi and hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. It's time for the hurry-up. We'll say proper hellos to the man seated to my immediate left in just a little while. But with time is of the essence in the two-minute drill. We can't call it the Andy Reid hurry-up anymore, not after the performance of the Kansas City Chiefs in the kickoff game last Thursday foretold by only one human being that I'm aware of. That man is Maurice Jones-Drew. What's the poop, Maurice? Nothing, Shaq. Just ready to roll. Let's do it. Like I say, proper hellos on the way. Congratulations, too, Maurice. You were uh, you were four and zero. Oh. Yes. Your personal oh. rooting interests. You go Jags with the uh, with the stunner down in Houston. Yep. Your Bruins continue to roll. The Raiders go into Tennessee and take care of business. And oh, your Los Angeles Rams, the radio voice That's right. of your Los Angeles Rams with another impressive victory. Damashek, one and two. The Steelers win barely in Cleveland. The Pit Hoosiers loses. and the Pitt Panthers both yeah. lose. All right, let's get to it. I mentioned those LA Rams. Are they for real? I think when you beat a team that's bad, the way they beat them, you're saying that you have a chance to be real. Hmm. You know, there's a saying in football when a team is bad, you got to treat them like they're bad. And, and blow them out. That's called respect. That means you respected them and you really put your best foot forward. So when you score 46 points the most in week one, uh, then you're, you're, you're a team that you can be considered for real. I mean, I guess the, the headline, the, the takeaway is uh, poor Scott Tolzien's in there, a little out of his depth, and he throws That's two pick they, sixes. You know what's funny? You know, uh, in this league, you pay players. There's this point. You, you pay. You, get a, you have a certain amount of money that everyone has, the same amount of money. And you have to put your team together. That's what they put out there. That's on them. Ain't no poor Scott Tolzien. That's what they wanted to play with. I know. Well, right. That's on the Colts. It's not on yeah. poor Scott Tolzien. Not he probably. I bet Scott Tolzien knows that he shouldn't be a starting quarterback in the NFL. Does he know that? Uh, I think everybody wants to start, but after that, I think he's like, you know what? Now he's probably. Please don't put me back in. 
Yeah. Don't don't make. I, wait, I have to do do it again. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good decision, Coach. Not at all. And we don't know when and when Andrew Luck is coming back, so it could be pretty. Uh, Mind you, now, yeah, we don't know when Andrew Luck's coming back. The Colts are not a great roster in 2017. That being said, that all happened without their without their best player and one of, in my opinion, the three best players in all the NFL, Aaron Donald. Yeah, exactly. So, so wait till he comes back this week. It's going to be ugly for somebody. And Sean McVay, some interesting we, stuff we, at least. We saw the Redskins didn't look so well without him either. They looked a little messed up. They, their offense wasn't clicking. They, they weren't throwing the ball to the right person. You're throwing picks. And it's it's uh, there's a lot going on there in Los Angeles that he's doing well with. By the way, we are picking that uh, that Wowser of uh, Week 2 matchup, the Cardinals and the Colts on NFL pick and Make sure you're on the lookout for it this coming Saturday and every Saturday of the NFL season. Maurice Jones-Drew, the heroes from around the NFL, the scouts from Move the Sticks, Cynthia Freeland, Matt Money-Smith, on and on and on. Saturday, the 16th coming up here, 9 a.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Eastern. Then it airs again on Sunday, the 17th, 6 a.m. Eastern for the people that are up nice and early with uh, eager with anticipation to mm. see what happens in week two. By the way, Patriots at Saints. I could All of a sudden, out. you know, two cellar dwellers. And I the, I didn't have real high hopes for the Saints, but it's a I pretty could. good ball game because if, if the Patriots can't cover any better than they did in week one, Ooh. Drew Brees under that dome. It's going to get ugly. It could. It could get real ugly for somebody. What did you make of, uh, by the way, Adrian Peterson on Monday night? Do you think there's some heat there? They both. Oh, no, no, there's definitely was some heat there. I mean, again, they were both pretty. I'm naive. They were both pretty convincing. Like, no, there's nothing happening. What are you talking about? No, no, no. There was there was uh, frustration on 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 AP's part. And I think the same for Sean Payton, because AP is going to be used in that four minute mode when they can run the ball and they're up. All right. They can't stop anybody on defense. It'll look like they're going to be up for a while. So I think AP was like, hey, I need to get in the game. But when you can't, when you're not known as a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield and you don't catch the ball or, or those type of things uh, with confidence, the coach is not going to put you out there. You saw Camaro, I think, is going to be a big play for uh, for them and for fantasy owners. I, I think they're going more towards that way than they are the other way. You know, now I do have to talk about this. I know we're in the hurry up, hence uh, the fact that uh, we call it the Andy Reid style hurry up because Damashek doesn't manage oh. the clock any better than any NFL head coach, which is to say poorly. Um, but let's talk about that for a second. Adrian Peterson, uh, Ike Taylor on Monday night made what I thought was a keen point that there are certain running backs and you played the yeah. bulk of your career, at least alongside Fred Taylor, which which meant splitting carries. Is Adrian Peterson one of those guys? You always hear about the mythical uh, needs a lot of touches kind of guy and gets better as the game goes along kind of guy. I feel like that does suit Adrian Peterson. Is it fair to say that he's in a tough spot in uh, on a team where they have two other viable runners? Well, uh, let me say this. You, you grow into that, right? So throughout your career, if you're a guy that catches the ball 20 times a game, you train that way. You train for your body to get stronger as the season goes on. Uh, as the game goes on, you get stronger. There's a certain way you, you're a certain type of way you train. When I first got in Jacksonville, I knew like I was going to have to be explosive as soon as I got the rock. So I trained that way. I trained to be uh, here and there explosive, like take advantage of my opportunities where Fred will get the ball 20 times a game. I'd get the ball eight. Fred to get it 18, I'd get it 12, right? And so I had to make it, uh, take advantage of those those minimal carries. As I got to playing and I started getting the ball 20, 25 times a game, then I had to change the way I would work out. And now all of a sudden it's like, all right, so there's some carries, yeah, you just want to, you know, 
kind of do a little here and there, and you just get in that rhythm. And so for AP, he's used to touching the ball 20 times a game. You you touch the ball four? Do you, but did Sean Payton or otherwise, no one got in his ear and said, uh, hey, uh, hey, Adrian, ain't going to be like that uh, at, at your advanced age and given the other guys that we have uh, you at know, the position. They, you know, when you sell, when you sell people to get to your, to come to your team, like, yeah, oh, come down here. We're trying to run the ball. We're going to be a running team. Me, you, Mark Ingram, we're going to draft the kid too. We're going to split carries. We're going to run. Oh, that sounds good. But what happened was is they, they sold him a lie. And then Sean Payton, Sean Payton, the other thing I've learned in this league, people are who they tell you, or people are who they show you they are. They, they may tell you something different. But they're going to show you who they are. And Sean Payton, for the last seven years since they won the Super Bowl, has been a pass-first guy. There's no way he's going to change that. So let's hot take it then and project it forward. Is Adrian Peterson still with the Saints by October? Or do you think? Yeah, maybe- no, no, I don't think they'll cut him. But I th- not cut him. But do you think maybe the Giants, as a for instance, say, "Hey, all right, we'll take him off your hands"? Uh, it could that possibly could happen? I don't think it will, though. No, you no. think he continues to wear the fleur de lis throughout yes. 2017? All right, next up. What did you think, Maurice? I want to talk about this because I, for one, it's a generation ago. Remember when T.O. was on the 49ers and, and uh, he scored two touchdowns yeah, and, yeah. and he went and he put the ball and <laughs> the star, yeah. which makes me laugh and laugh and laugh and everybody thought he was villainous for doing that. Hysterical in my book. Baker Mayfield, o- Oklahoma quarterback, goes into the shoe and takes care of business and punctuates it by putting the flag, the Oklahoma flag, at uh, center field there in <laughs> in Columbus, Ohio. Right. Then he had to apologize two days later. I don't know if he I, had I think, to, but I he think did. That's a coach. Oh, it, was, it was the heat of the moment. I think that's a coach situation. See, because if I'm the coach, I'm like, we're not going to apologize for that. We went up there and, and handled business. If you don't want me to put the flag on your field, then guess what? Stop me. Very right. simple. It's very simple. There's so many times, especially for college football, because you want – that's how you create rivalries. That's how you get to Oklahoma, Ohio State every year now from the, then on out. They'll, they'll try to find a way to make that game happen because of the disrespect. And I think, for me, it's disrespectful to hear fans try to talk bad about this kid. Oh, he's he has no respect, or oh, he's a hooligan, and he – no. Blame your coach and your players for letting them do that because guess what? They whooped their butt from the start of that the whistle to the end of the game. And so you should be mad at your players and not mad at him. Don't turn it on him. He's he's a guy. He's in the moment. The there's there's only there, the last level of passion or the real true love of the game is college football. Let's keep on gentrifying it instead. Not let anybody have joy for, yeah. for doing what they're supposed to do well. And and uh, and a 21 year old kid can't. And, I, and <laughs> I'm tired. Like and and, and, it, and it's ironic that it's Ohio State fans who have been some of the worst fans ever. Right since they've been since Urban Meyer. First of all, I called Urban Meyer out uh, when I was in the league when he left Florida, saying he had heart problems and then he or health problems. I'm sorry, health problems. And then he shows up a year later at Ohio State, and they're like, "Oh, well, he's fine." Well, what happened to him in Florida? Right. So, uh, one of one of my perennial belly aches is is the is that the college head coach can come and go as he oh. pleases, but the four kids are locked in. No question. They go there because of the head coach. In, in many cases, but he's allowed to depart whenever. But these fans, you see these fans all over the place, and I love I love the Ohio State fans because I love when, when teams win. I love to see the fans talk trash. I mean, that's the best part about it, right? That's, of you course. get to brag. But don't get upset when you guys lose. And, and then start. The, I mean, the bit, the worst element of it is the phony apology who for for whose benefit are you are you Buckeyes fans now satiated because the kid was forced <laughs> to go up to a podium and read something 
Right. I, all right, well, all right, maybe you didn't. I just uh, want to say passion of the game and everything else. Do you think Baker Mayfield – If I was his coach – Baker Mayfield, if, if I was sorry, his coach, did that. I'd, I'd, have said, I'd have said we're not apologizing for playing well. I think Pete Carroll has one of the best quotes. He's like, he's like, I can't apologize or stop my offense from scoring. I can't do that. I can't coach them to do that. That's not what we're – I can apologize, but does, doesn't mean I mean it. Exactly. <laughs> I would have apologized. I, or what I said, he, he said, I won't apologize for asking my offense to score points. That's oh, it's ridiculous. Therefore. All right, let's start the show. The Dave Damashek Football Program, available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello once again, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. You've just experienced the slowest two minutes in all of sports. I can't. What can I do? I can't help it. You know. Listen, that's that's not my thing. You know. We forgot. We forgot to to get out of bounds and use timeouts in that one. Well, listen. You know what? I I I'm sort of like uh, Dan Fouts. Uh, you know, late seventies, early eighties Chargers guy. I'm just I'm just overwhelming you right out of the gate. As you should. There's no reason we need to run a two minute drill when we get up three touchdowns right out of the gate like we just did there. No question. Hey, you hear his voice. Now, as promised, let's say a proper hello to him. You know him from the Jacksonville Jaguars, the UCLA Bruins, the Oakland Raiders, and now the broadcast booth of the Los Angeles Rams on 710 ESPN. It's Maurice Jones-Drew, everybody. Straight out of Oakland, that's where he's born and grown. Drafted by the Jaguars, addicted to the that's end enough. zone. That's enough. I don't need to hear the whole the whole thing. I like that he's addicted to the end zone. That's, that's all. That's all that matters. Also, that uh, we missed the part. Sexy. It's okay. MJD. The people know it. They they know it. Coming up, we have uh, Colleen Wolf passing through here, new star of the new uh, Good Morning Football show <laughs> on Saturdays. Is doing her thing. Along with uh, Ike Taylor and, yes. uh, and many others. It's great stuff. Mike Very excited Rob, to see Steve all the people. Smith, Mike Every- Garofolo. Everybody who hangs around in Studio 66 is set their next way. stop. This is a pit stop, you know, the little layover. You cut. Uh, this uh, is a, do you know what this is, Sheck? What? This is a stepping stone. It's, you have to step here first in order to go. To like, that's why we come back. Purgatory, others might call it. Yeah, everybody, everybody else. Next stop after DDFP, the Stars. Damashek will be here we went, you, we, on your way back Shaq, down. We went to we went to the Stars. <laughs> and we had a chance. Fantasy and Friends was a, it was a shooting star, and it just flamed out, it burned out. It yeah, you know what they say. Yeah, better to burn out than fade away. All that's right, right, let's talk about it. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about both the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. It's time for. The week one, thrill of victory, agony of defeat. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. All right, let's uh, let's go half empty, shall we? A lot of people I've noticed, I mean, obviously this happens every year, the entire August uh, body of evidence has now been flushed down the toilet. Now everybody is consumed by the 60 minutes of tape right. that they now have, and people are getting a little bit crazy in both directions about how good or how bad some of these NFL teams are. Let's start it off with uh, with your Rams. Yeah. Let's go half empty here. Tell me something. This one seems fairly obvious here. They're Tell me game. why it's not that great uh, what the Rams did. Well, you want them to run the ball better. Uh, they didn't run the they they ran the ball, but they didn't run it uh, as efficient as you wanted them to. Uh, you would want 
them to be able to run the ball more. They had a ton of penalties. And, and don't get me wrong, Todd had some really good runs, some big runs. He should have had almost 100 yards, but they had penalties mm-hmm. that brought him back. And they're still, you know, making line – they're lining up errors where Coach McVay had to call timeouts to kind of get them lined up uh, the right or correctly. And then, you know, again, the penalties, and, and they weren't able to run the ball the way they were supposed to. They should have put up 60 points. I will say, though, I mean, the, 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 the takeaway, and I know we're trying to go half empty here, but, you know, Sammy Watkins, as you foretold. Listen, Sammy was a little bit there, right? Cooper Cup is that – everybody – in. by the way, Get over yourself. If you drafted Cooper Cup, you know who else was in on Cooper Cup? The rest of the world. Everybody yeah. was talking about Cooper Cup all through August. Exactly. You're not you're, you're not some seer for uh, for divining that he would be a good fantasy ad. But yeah, all the I mean, the main takeaway the cup the cup half empty is it was against Scott Tolzien. Let's right. do it against a good team, and then we'll uh, we'll kibitz about it. Meantime, half empty, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You, is that Browns defense that good? Not without Miles Garrett. How good could I mean, it be? I do were, think Jab- Jabril Peppers cuts an like interesting figure. I they got figure. after that Steelers offensive line a little bit. Mm-hmm. Or am I wrong for saying that? No, and they also took away what – I mean, uh, they were intent on not getting yeah. beat upstairs. All right, then. Shouldn't underneath have been available all day to number seven? It was not. Yeah, I mean – They struggled. I, I mean, that's they put up 14 points. Of course, the first points of the game come on the block punt. Um, so it was 7 nothing Steelers, put the Browns behind the eight ball. They still almost rallied and, and evened that thing up, maybe forced an overtime. Not great. I will say, in the NFL, I know it's uh, hokey to say, but road win in the division, I'll take it. You know, could well, be worse. I think the biggest thing is uh, you always want to be 1-0, right? You want to start the season off. I know that's cliche, but, but that is true. true. Because, right. because at the end of the day, I'd rather learn my mistakes – feeling good than having to go back and, and look at tape of me. This could have been the play that changed the game for us. That could have been the play that, you know, this misstep or that. So uh, for Pittsburgh, I think, you know, they get better as the time goes on. I know, but and you I know what, Maurice? Right. I mean, when are you going to believe me already? I sat here last week and told you, don't think this is just a walkover for the Steelers. I, 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 there's no game. I mean, the, the Colts have – that was something different, but most teams in the league – there's a, they're not walkovers. You know, everybody I has guess. talent. Hugh, I, I th- that was right. I, I thought that there was a potential perfect storm there with the, the start of the Sean Kaiser era, and by the way, uh, Corey and Coleman we, we, looked at, looked and, good there. You know what though? Let me say this: home game, jacked the de- up the stadium. Defense, the defense I thought would be much better. It, yeah, I feel like they have to get a little bit better. For but Pittsburgh, yeah, but the Cleveland Browns offensive line. I mean, they, they they did okay. I mean, I know they gave them some sacks, but they, they weren't like sacks right away. They were covered sacks. Stephon Tuitt is as important a defensive piece as the Steelers yeah, have this side of Ryan Shazier, so hopefully he gets back soon. Lastly, let's finish up with your team. Hard to knock what the Jaguars did in Houston, but go ahead and try and do it. Half no, empty. I, I think I think the, the biggest thing for – oh, hey, Colleen, how are you? Oh, look who it is. It's television's hey. Colleen Wolf, everybody, jo- joining in. On the half empty, we'll play her intro in a second. Yeah. Maurice, finish your thought. Well, no, I, I think um, they played exceptionally well. Exceptionally well. Can you do it again? That's the half. Can we see Blake Bortles not turn the ball Ooh, over again? a funny little bit of nuance. Right? There. Can we Can we see Leonard Fournette run the way he ran again? Can we see this defense get 10 sacks or create those type of turnover? I mean, they, that was turnover city. So you have to be able to replicate that in the league. You can't be a – uh, just, hey, I'm here. You got to be able to do it consistently throughout. And I think 
I, I believe they can defensively. I'm still my still concerned. I still have, I think as everyone who still have concerns with Blake Bortles, but if he doesn't turn the ball over, I, I feel like you got a great chance. Is it fair that the offensive? I mean, the I, I don't was it Fournette making the difference for the offensive line, or is the offensive line actually improved? I I, I think that because that was a t- I mean obviously they're all going good. Against they're, the run, they're good run blockers. They're good run blockers, and they did a good job. They I mean you run the ball almost forty times. That, that's what that's what. Uh, uh, Doug Marone said, we want to run the ball. That's what we have to run the ball in order to win. Um, so you run the ball, and you keep that defense on the field. And so now they're tired. J.J. Watt can't rush the passer like that. They made sure they put, like, two or three guys on them, too, at all times. One thing we've talked about over the years here in Studio 66 is the impact of the home crowd and how relevant it is, if it is at all. That was tough. But I'll tell you, man, yeah, in, in you know, Houston, you know, trying to get past Harvey, coming together, their hero, J.J. Watt, deservedly so, and all of that. It was an interesting reminder that when you have a smothering defense like that, you can just break the will of the crowd. You, I mean, it, it it's palpable when you're watching the game that – you, you just are giving the home crowd nothing to well, get excited about. Uh, well, let you... me say this, too, because the, the Texans, we haven't talked about it yet, but their left tackle is still holding out. Yeah, right. Yeah, Dwayne Brown. Yeah, he's, he, like, we, he lives he, in my neighborhood, by the way. I'm going to have a talk. Oh, you must be rich. I'm going to have a strongly oh, worded yeah, conversation. No, no, no. It's right across the street. <laughs> it really is. They're, they're football right, guys. And right. like, how can, how can they all live in the same neighborhood as me? And I live in this house. <laughs> but, but, no, like, he's not there. And their offensive line was horrible. And so you had this big distraction with Harvey coming around and and I understand it people are out helping and those type of things this is listen in this game you better be able to eliminate as many distractions as possible we saw what distractions can do to a team when you have a guy holding out now you have a left new left tackle that hasn't played you have a right tackle that probably shouldn't have been on the field and it just made that O-line look horrendous. And then, obviously, Tom Savage didn't help either. Cause I want to hear uh, – let's talk about that first, though. Let's say a proper hello to her. You watch her on the new weekend edition of Good Morning Football. Then, what is it, game day first on Sunday morning? Game is that what day it's morning. It's all one show now. A one big happy family. I mean, I don't get – why don't they just call it the Wolf and Pals? Something yeah. like that. Then it would stand out to I, me. We should work know. out – yeah, we should work on that. Well, you know what? Demand it. Command okay. it or you don't show this weekend. Ooh. I got now a lot of pull now. So what I'm are you sure going to do now, Commissioner Goodell? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm holding out, man. See, what, see how that goes. Okay. Here she is, everybody. The, uh, the better half of uh, Gonzo, John Gonzalez. She's 1-0, as I foretold she would be, because I said the Philadelphia Eagles are going to win that NFC East. Mm-hmm. It's Colleen Wolf, everybody. <laughs> Philly girl from the very start, you know Rocky Balboa in the Museum of Art. Coast to coast living with the number one guys, yeah. still repping her teams though. Fly, fly. A former figure skater turned NFL reporter, below average height, yeah. three inches shorter. She flies airplanes and drives a stick too, both humans and canines. She got love for you. She's known as the wolf, but All right, enough, but that's, that's great work, that's, work that's, by Wait, wait, wait. I'm trying to keep the show under two hours today. The wolf, how yes. are you? How I'm great. How was your trip? All of good. That. Everything was good. The only uh, the only hiccup was uh, after I finished the Sunday show. I was flying high. I was really excited. It was a good show. And I'm um, getting on the plane. And I you go, did cocaine. I, I'm getting on the plane. Oh, I, you said the I, high yes. and all that. I didn't right. Know. Right. Totally yeah, get it. So I'm putting my suitcase. <laughs> Don't dismiss me. Overhead and. The zipper got caught on my sweater. Oh, that's great. And I'm in front of everybody on the plane, and my shirt is basically over 
my oh, head. I love it. And I couldn't get it off. And oh. Yeah, and like Mike Rob is sitting right there just laughing and like everybody is like, um, are you, ma'am, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, I'm fine, stuck in my sweater. So like I can't even be cool for a second. But that's, that's, that's a beautiful thing about life. The fates ground you whether you want to be oh, grounded or not. Yeah, humbling. Life, you're, when you're high, high, high. Just It'll bring you right back to here. Completely yeah. awkward all the time, yeah. The Wolf, uh, wonderful work. The reviews are in, uh, and uh, and you got uh, like a uh, – most people gave you A, A minus. Marie said B, B minus. B he minus. there's room to grow. He's a tough grader. Yeah, that's fine. I get but that. But most people thought you I, did I have uh, higher <laughs> expectations for now, love Love you with uh, Steve Smith, with Ike Taylor, Mike Robin, the rest. It's Great fun, work. Yeah. Uh, and uh, want to dig in on that now. Your experience is going – no one's gonna. No one's gonna shed a tear, myself included. I hate when people in, in, in who do sports media for. Uh, we're not covering hurricanes. We're not. Nobody's asking us to pick up heavy stuff. You're just sitting there talking about football. So don't complain. Oh, the schedule's so hard. No one wants to hear about it. Uh-uh. But you are, in fact, flying back and forth every week during the season. I don't. I don't. Across the schedule, the schedule can wear you down. It can wear you down, but nobody wants to hear it. About it. Me. No, they can. They're going to hear about it. <laughs> they wore me down last year. I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like it, it is what it is. Say something good about it, and then it's time for our beloved Q&A segment with the Wolf. But uh, we were trying to go half empty on the teams that won games. Now let's go half full on this one. I guess we'll, Deshaun, what's to talk about? Deshaun Watson is obviously the choice. Yeah. Stop talking otherwise, Bill O'Brien. Unless Bill uh, Deshaun Watson is physically unable to go on Thursday night, then obviously he's the choice. So let's stop with the hokum on that, Bill O'Brien. We don't need to indulge that. Instead, let's go half full on teams that lost, and let's do it with the Cincinnati Bengals, the Wolf. Say something nice about that. That's hard to do after they threw up the donut against uh, division rival. Can I say something? You can Go ahead. It. You got A.J. McCarron. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's the nicest thing you can say. How do you not – Andy Dalton threw from, and I didn't even get a chance to watch the game. I just like kind of looked over some stats, and I gotta go back and watch. But I heard he threw three red zone interceptions. Oh, it was grim. You know, yeah, the the, the is, they got shut out. Their offensive line is killing them right now after their they, two remember losses. They, they let they let Zeitler go, and they you let Andy Whitworth. Andrew Whitworth. And, yeah, yeah, Andy Whitworth go like that. Those are issues. We talked about that through the off season. Do not be surprised to see the Bengals plummet. They go get Joe Mixon. They only give him what eight or nine touches throughout the game. I don't understand. I don't know the wisdom of that. I know that they have the two incumbents there in Hill and Geo, but still, the kid when you see him touch the ball, I mean, he yeah. just cuts a different figure right. out there. He is he's a monster out there. I thought Huge. that he was going to do a lot better just based on all of the hype that was coming into the game, but the offensive line didn't protect Andy Dalton well, and then when there were holes for Mixon to run through, they just basically closed so quick when they were there. But I do have a positive Good, for please, the Bengals. Give us one. Geno Atkins, he was great. And I know that the Ravens have this rebuild. This mic is like in my face. There we go. Sorry. Um, Look who's turned into a prima donna. <laughs> hey, hey. You know, when you move up, you I guess. Expect- no, I guess. This is what we can expect. It's like a pet peeve if I'm talking and, like, it's like it's like touching my mouth. I, okay, Ew. anyway. Uh, can we get you a Pellegrino, <laughs> your highness? <laughs> Gino Atkins, he was in the face of Joe Flacco all day. They have the, the sort of a remade offensive line because of the retirements and the injuries there, and I kind of knew that that was going to be a great matchup coming in, a great matchup for the Bengals. That was really my only positive coming out of it was the Gino. Yeah, Atkins. but that's right. 
right. Geno Atkins is a steady force for them. If uh, you know, I'm that's still upset, a constant. Though, that they, they suspended perfect. Because that takes away a lot from that defense. Yeah, yeah. and and no Pac Man, no Adam Jones either in this no, game. No Pac. Uh, oh, they got they, oh, that. Boy, there you they, go. Looking up, things ooh, are looking Steelers, up. Steelers, Ravens dominate them on their home field. That's not a good spot. That's why I bellyache all the time about these Week One divisional games. It's too early. No, it's not. Yeah. Everybody should get to play either the either the Jets or the Browns in Week One as a you little guys got to play the Browns. Cup. Everybody should get yeah, to the do Colts that. now. Throw them in there. Too. Yeah, Colts also in the 49ers. Or the, and the, throw the shouldn't have these divisional there. games. It's too much. Throw the the Texans stakes are too much. So many too. divisional games. Oh, and one in the division with a home loss. That's not good for throw the, the Bengals. Throw the Texans in there too. Sprinkle them in there. Oh. Texans too. All right, let's get to it, shall we? Let's do it. This week's edition of the Q and A. Everybody enjoys sending their questions. We encourage mm-hmm. you to do it as well. Hashtag DDFP. Let us know what's on your brain. Sure, we're here to tackle the game of football, but we also like to tackle the game of life. As we should. I yeah. Well, because we're all experts at it. So, uh, so let's get to it. The first question this week comes from Mike Daniels. Oh, from uh, from Mike in Ooh. Green Bay. Mike Daniels, I think, is his uh, cern- uh, his full name there. Let's hear it. I'm big into cartoons. I love anime. I love video games. So what were you guys' favorite cartoons growing up? And did you play any games? I mean, you're talking to, to the gamer himself. Yeah. I know. That's true. I mean, I, I, just to, to keep it 100, my grandmother used to sit, go to Kmart at like 4 a.m. and make sure I got the first video game console out whenever it came drop. So I had the Sega. That's you know, the only the, game I played was I Sonic. Nintendo. You played Sonic. See, I played Zelda. I was yeah. a Zelda guy and Mario Brothers. I played a little Super Sonic. Yeah, I played yeah. Sonic a little bit. I got I got involved with the Mario Brothers a little bit. I had an older brother, so Mario. I did uh, Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers. I call it Mario Brothers. She's from the state of Pennsylvania where Mario Lemieux reigns supreme. She says it there right. There we go. It's Mario. Uh, uh, Duck Hunt. Duck, Duck Hunt was one of my it. favorites. Yeah, you but you would, all, you would have Did to cheat, do... so you would put the put the See, gun she, right up to the screen. She already knows how to do it. Yeah. I, I would do uh, – <laughs> have you ever – they had the little NC, the NC or the track game. And oh, you had to yeah. run on the thing. Oh. So we would do long jumps, so you'd run. Oh, I forgot jump, about that jump game. off. I'm surprised. You guys are – I wouldn't on. have thought we're too young for track and field. That is an arcade game. Yes. Is, is a top three arcade game ever. I'll go Karate Champ. Point. Half point, you know, where you had the two sticks to make them jump all different ways. You guys, like I say, seem too young for that. For me, Sega Genesis, uh, NHL 94 is the gold standard of uh, sports video games ever. If you wanted the greatest greatest game ever. Miss Pac-Man. No, was Nintendo 64. Uh, gold double double. It was it like eight? You can't even remember zero. it. How is it so great? It's a, the greatest game ever. Golden Eye. It was Golden Eye. Oh, yeah. uh, it was an old movie. It was the yeah the double James zero the J- ah. yeah. Here's Double oh seven. Double oh seven. Golden Eye. I just couldn't get that out. But then you had they had this little midget dude. That's what made me feel good. They had this little midget guy. It was unbeatable. <laughs> but you had to beat the whole game to get him because people couldn't shoot you. So when you did the like player versus player, yeah. that was like when they first started putting that, you know, you can go out and compete against other people. That guy was just you just I like, sneak up now on I w- now I definitely want Maurice to go into the Hall of Fame one day so he can thank uh Mary no Brothers for, <laughs> for that. Mario fired Brothers. without without uh Mario and Luigi <laughs> and uh and Pierce Brosnan nope. and Goldeneye. I don't know that I would have uh, reached these heights in pro football. Hey. And then cartoon I'm about to go Hey Arnold. Oh, I hey love Arnold. Hey Arnold. Someone told that? me I look like Arnold. No. What is that? <laughs> he has a football shaped head. That's why I like yeah. it. Yeah. He had a football shaped head, but he had Doug black, was great. He had a, a Doug was always good, but he had this black friend that had a high top. Like it was like ah, the most racist great. thing ever. But he had like this 
three foot <laughs> tall, high top. He was always cool, though. He he never. Gerald. His Gerald. name was Gerald. Look, look, see, there you go. Hey, Arnold. Ren and Stimpy. And he had a grandpa, and his grandpa used to always give him cash and stuff. Like, hey, Arnold did everything. Ren and Stimpy was great. That skews more adult or at least, uh, yeah, yeah, you were probably a teenager when that was on. What movie, mm. the cartoon? Was Beavis it? and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead was a classic. Loved team. it. Daria was, was good. Yeah, but those are all, yeah, those are all like teen slash oh, All right, adult. so what, you want Smurfs? The Simpsons. The Simpsons, <laughs> the Simpsons is the greatest TV a, show, period, Of all in time. History. Of, yeah, they, they, that's where Family Guy came off of that. Right. You but, know, the, the Simpsons have predicted the future like, Eight times already. It, it, you know what? Huh? You're absolutely right. It has. But, I mean, you know, you, you can't beat that. But among kid cartoons, I was reared on Super Friends, you know, like uh, like anybody my Captain age. Captain Planet is mm. a, was a good one for me, too. I don't remember a lot from my childhood. Captain Caveman, <laughs> you know, that was an all right one. I never uh-huh. watched that one. All right, so there you go, Mike Daniels. We'll be interested to hear what your favorites are. Um, I would love to do more on this, but let's keep the Q&A moving. Okay, fine. We should devote an entire hour properly to yes. animated series and stuff like that. Because no I, I re, yeah. we can do a deep dive on that. But in the name of getting to as many of your questions as possible, let's move on. Ken Green on Twitter asks us, a uh, member of the Czech Republic, can you talk about your fantasy football team's issues to friends, family, and co-workers? Marcus Grant, our colleague here on NFL Fantasy Live, wears a T-shirt around saying no one cares about your fantasy team. And he talks about fantasy football for a living. I'm kind of on his side. The Wolf, why don't you start us? I think you can only talk about it with these people if they are in your league. So if they understand the complexity of your team and what's going on, like maybe that way you can work out a trade or something like that. But otherwise, nobody cares. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I totally and respectfully disagree. You don't have to care, but I'm going to tell you about my problem. <laughs> well, that's true, right? Because some somebody, I have to talk this thing out. Yeah. Because I'm going, I'm going through it right now. Like I told you, mm. uh, me and Shaq talked about this earlier. I was. Uh, you're talking about your team right now. Is that what you're going to do? No. I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last <laughs> last night, Philip Rivers. I needed him and uh, Keenan Allen to score. I need. I think he needed Philip to throw three, and I was texting the guy uh, in the chat that I was in. But the one, the the, it's like eight people in this chat. One guy in the chat is in the league. The other seven weren't, and so I didn't care. I was texting to the <laughs> I'm sure they the didn't chat. care either. As it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm telling you a story right now, and you don't have to like it. I'm in an auction league, $200 budget. You know, that's, what, that's my big league, the uh-huh. kick-out league that, uh, that we talk about um, often. And I decided going in, 10-team league, $200 budget, I'm going to corner the market on the two best running backs. Oh, Whatever it no. costs, I'm going to get David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> oh, First name up for bid. You go around the table, you float any name in the league that you want to, to bid on. First name up, David Johnson. I'm like, all right, here we go. $70 for David Johnson. So now I have 130 left to no. fill out 17 other roster spots. Third name. Third name out of the whole night. Le'Veon Bell comes up. I start, I say, well, this is my plan. I'm going to do it. I get up to 65, 66. Now it's up to 70. And Cousin Sal, the diabolical one, goes 71. And I say, all right, am I really ready to do this? Am I really going to have that, uh, uh, just have 142 at, (laughs) at, at least invested in these two guys? I lost my nerve and I backed off. Now I'm stuck with David Johnson for seven. Oh God! All right, see that now I just did it. That was kind of well. I guess with the I, I guess with but the big care, players, though. like with the players that everybody is sort of you having care. issues with. I like, care. I needed Michael Thomas to have a bigger game in my dynasty league, and I'm a little worried at this point because of their offensive line. It's not going to happen. 
Well, chin up, everybody who's worried about the fate of the cool cats spelled with two K's, my fantasy football team. We still smoked them. We still had the uh, we still had the top score in the league, even with David Johnson doing so. I had Len Fournette. Now. See, this is where I stopped caring about your team. I'm telling you about it. I had <laughs> Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, the rest. All right, let's move on then. Eric Z on Twitter asks, asks is Odell Beckham Jr. the Giants' Jenga piece? This kind of feels like I a believe, gimme. I, I I say yes. Now I was, you know, I I my TV stays on NFL Network, and there was a certain someone who I I mean, I kind of call it a beef if you want. Oh um, yeah, well he Heath Evans, and he he said no, it's the offensive line. I'm like, well, hold on, the offensive line has been bad. Since it was for us to remember it. Yeah, but not. Heath also laughed in your face when you said the well, this, that's why Well, that's why, that's why, that's why I'm shooting back at him. So this offensive line has been bad since Sean O'Hare and them left. Like, once they all got out of there, like, the offensive line has been horrible. And yet they still go to the playoffs and they still win games. All of a sudden, OBJ doesn't play, and they can't even complete a pass. No. But Brandon Marshall, he had one catch, and that came with, like, 13 seconds <laughs> exactly. left in the game. Did he – I mean, I, you know, guys in the NFL, as we often say, do not go gently into decline. They are good one day, and then the next, they are not good. Is Every, Brandon Marshall plagued no, by that, or I don't, are we, I think he's are we going by, too quick I think here? he's plagued by OBJ not being there. Because guess what? All the coverage was now sh- uh, drifted towards him instead of if OBJ's there, he's going on the number two corner, and there's no safety over the top. Yeah. He should have a big day. So, yes, he is the Jenga piece. For that whole team. Jenga piece, meaning if you take him out, the entire thing implodes. And that's what we saw. Yeah. He didn't show up. Yeah. uh, Or he didn't. He showed up. He tried to play. Didn't. Couldn't play. And then the defense doesn't. They don't score. Right. They're not a scoring defense. They're a good defense where they stop people. But they don't score. I know. But they. the thing Odell Beckham does, given that the offensive line isn't great, it does force Eli Manning to get rid of the ball quickly. Odell Beckham can take – crossing routes that are that are slant. eight yards deep. Yeah, you can take slants to the house, and that is all the difference there. The Wolf, where do you come down on this conspiracy theory among the hot Ooh. takers out there that maybe Odell Beckham wanted to show the Giants, hey, you don't want to no. make me the richest guy in pro football? That, that this is what your it. team's no. going to look that like. That wasn't it because I, I saw him in warm-ups trying to run. Really? And he had, he had a hitch. And so I think – and that was – I know he wanted to play – I think because, but you saw like when you watch the broadcast, Ben McAdoo, they were showing him talking to him as they were walking down. Look, bro, you're done. We're not going to put you out there. We don't think you're ready. Which is, you know, that's a coach's decision. Other coaches, I've been with coaches like, hey, we need you out there. You, we know you're at seventy percent, right, yeah. but we need you out there. So the coach made that decision. OBJ doesn't play, and the coach felt that they could go and score on this this Cowboys. We know now how important OBJ is. He needs to get paid every cent. That's right. It's the Jordy Nelson effect, and we see it with Andrew Luck, and everybody knew that in Indianapolis. But that when, when you are absent, suddenly the GMs and beyond's hearts are going to grow fonder for you. Well, That's certainly the case now. Especially if you don't have Beckham in there and you can't run the ball and Eli Manning isn't mobile enough to make up for plays, he was Eli was horrible in that game. We're yeah, not, we don't talk about he missed like seven throws. I mean, Brandon Marshall's he wide was open. Throwing on behind the yeah, he was throwing guys, behind a couple guys. Yeah, yeah, like th- that's that's an issue. It may be you want to talk about something falling off. Eli Manning. Mm. He wow. Message. 
That, may want to take a look at that. Boy, that that's awfully interesting. And uh, well, he's thirty-eight too. He's old. He's uh, yeah, thirty. Yeah, but is maybe, thirty-eight but old for quarterbacks anymore? No, yeah, do not is. get. See, it now is. you're falling into the trap. The what? One. What's the trap? You're falling Age into is just the a Tom Brady. Shack. You're falling into the Tom Brady trap just because Tom Brady can it's do it. And by the way, Drew Brees is old too. Wasn't great. Wasn't great against the Chiefs. It was Drew Brees last night. Yeah, I mean, listen, that that is not jive. And, okay. I mean, you know, there are different kinds of 37-38. If you've taken the beating that Ben Roethlisberger has, obviously the expectation that he's going to thrive into, into year 40 is, at this point, seems like, well, yeah. he, he's not even going to try to do that based yeah. on the retirement talk. Next question comes to us. Talk about falling off. Uh, one, uh, Xavier from uh, the Twin Cities up there in Minnesota, he has a question for us. Hey, this is Xavier Rose from Minnesota Vikings. Tank tops on growing men if they're not working out. Yes or no? Oh, I thought he was asking something about losing your hair, but instead a more fascinating question. If they're not working out, I mean, you know know what? Let me say this. So me and my family, we went to – my daughter had a cheer competition at uh, Disney World. Mm-hmm. And we decided that's fun. Yeah, yeah. They 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 play. They she they did a great job. First of all, I have a new ref- found respect for cheerleading and, and competitive cheerleading because one of the little girls upchucked all over the stage and then kept doing the routine. Oh. Wow! Like, it was oh, a fun. It was no. all in both. Like she swung her head and it was like, Rop. and then she just got back and started dancing, which was awesome. But she Donovan McNabb the oh, cheerleading yes. competition. It was, it was phenomenal. But after that, we end up going to the Boom, one of their little blizzards, whatever the little park is at Disney World. And so it was, it was, it was awesome. But you know, not only was there people, you know, that were wearing things that you know most wouldn't feel they would wear. Right. But see, it's, it's not about it's not about what you wear; it's how you wear it. They were walking around. I'm talking about some guys had on no shirts. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, it was the best thing. And I was I was like, you know what? I, I respect that. No. no. If you believe that you can wear it, you wear it. No. I, see, I always Take wonder about shirtless runner guy oh. on the street. I'm always like, really? Is that really necessary? That's confidence. It's all about confidence. Yeah. I'm all for it. I think if you if you want it, it's your life. If you want to rock it, you rock no. it. We're trying to conduct a society, Maurice, and no. we have to play by certain minimum rules here. No. I I always make fun of John if he has like a, a tank top. He he'll wear like a, a shirt under your husband shirt. will wear a tank. It's top? not a tank top. It's I wear like tank a, tops. I don't know what the proper name is for it anymore, but it's like oh a, the wife beater. Well, there you go. So that's what they, that's he, what called. he'll wear that, and I'll be like, wait, what? we've got so tank politically top correct. You're not allowed to use wife beater. I don't for that? know because right. I don't I don't like it. Oh, she's got she's got she's got her brand to protect now. Maybe. Oh my god, she's moving on up. <laughs> You guys are the worst. That's my problem. Colleen, within two years, may run for Senate. So she's got to watch what she says. I have way too many skeletons for that. Wait a second. But your husband doesn't go outside the front door wearing uh -uh. a tank top. But I make fun of him until he puts another shirt on over it. Wow. So I'll be like, did you take that from my drawer? Is that mine? Can I? Let me tell you. So when I first retired, obviously, I I started gaining weight and stuff. And the reason I – one of the reasons I did is because I wanted to go to Hawaii because I used to always be in Miami working out, and I always see these, like, old guys with these young chicks, <laughs> and their bodies were, like, horrible, but they'd have, like, the European swimsuit on, and the girls would just be over there feeding them and stuff. So I wanted to do that once. I just wanted to see what it was like. <laughs> so we go to Hawaii for our, our uh, family reunion, uh, and I'm on the beach. You know, I had a little belly. Had my plate sitting there, and my kids, my daughter was feeding. It was the best thing ever. <laughs> I love it was that. Did you wear ever. a Speedo? 
No, no, no. I just had on some uh, some okay. uh, a girdle, though. Oh, thank goodness. Good question there. The had yeah. this, I've been looking for one because I'm planning on no, uh, no. next summer. I will have a Speedo. No Please question. don't do that, Maurice. Please. I'm going to have an APAC, though. I'm going to have an APAC. And I, I don't care what else you have. Please don't have a Speedo on. Why not? I think you know why. No one wants to see that. I saw. It's I refer not, you back to my earlier statement about a society and the one we're trying it's, to have. It's not about you, Shaq. It's about me and my confidence. No. And, I, you know, I've, I, I've gone on and on, and now it seems like society agrees with me, the majority at least, about men shouldn't be walking around in flip-flops either. And don't be taking your shoes and socks off that on airplane. That might be a little far. Okay, no, no the airplane okay, one, I'm listen, with you. I'm with you. you I, understand, I can respect the shoes if it's a long flight. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get my – Not your but socks, But if you take though. your socks off, we're going to have a talk. Sheck and I sat next to someone who did that. She was in the middle, and Sheck was in the aisle. I was at the window, and she had no socks on, and she was smearing her feet all over, like, the magazines and stuff. Ah, now I'm going to throw up again. I, I threw up on that flight. I had to use the puke bag. Hey. I didn't really, <laughs> but almost. He kept making eyes at me the whole hey, time. It was you guys, hilarious. Why don't you say something? Like, I, I don't I don't think it's not rude to I grumble loudly. I just make loud remarks the whole time. So, like, I can't believe this hey, is happening, the wolf. You want to hear something – Something funny. So I was on a flight, and uh, a lady. Um, I was on my way down here, and she had a child, and the child was screaming, right? And so you know how people, are, oh, right. And so I, I had to, the lady next to me was like really upset about. it. I was like, so you've never like went to the bathroom on yourself? Like you don't you don't know what's wrong with that baby? You never you like you. This is your, how many times have you flown? Is this not your first time flying? Right. And she was like, oh, well, you do have a you do. I I understand. I was like, well. You should ask them if they need help. Like, right. don't make all these excuses. Oh, why is this baby on the plane? Yeah, like maybe like, there's something really yeah. important personally that they're going to. You don't you know don't, what they're going through. Why don't you ask the, the, the young woman? She may need some help. You want I to mean, hold that's, the baby? I, that's another show we can do is uh, airplane behavior. We airplane do, etiquette. We should do a whole show about that and just lay out all the do's and don'ts. In the meantime. I love that. In the meantime, tank tops, listen. I'm rocking. I'm a rock. A grown no. man. I don't want to see you in your tank top. Yeah, fine. So you want to stay nice and cool. Guess what? Listen. Your armpit hair is not uh, is not my problem. With like white deodorant in I'm there. I'm not allowed to walk into a movie theater and yell fire. Why? Because it will because it will cause panic among what the is, other what people. The tank top is the tank that? top and your armpit hair makes me feel sad. You guys I shouldn't are in Los be, I shouldn't be jammed into sorrow we're, we're, because of you. Check. We're in L.A. Like that's what either going to be tank tops or no shirts. Half the majority of the year. I mean, there are other options available, Maurice. What, what? And I'll thank you and every Shirt other fella to abide by them. I'm, if you're not playing basketball or, or volleyball, then I, that's what put you're some shirt sleeves on, no, no, would no. you? When you're playing sports, you need to wear a shirt because I don't want your sweaty chest to be touching me. Well, okay, so right. what the heck? Why is it okay? Because you're not touching me when, I, when you're walking around. Like, you're not going to run your chest. You don't know what might happen. No, I do know. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make sure that you don't touch me, at least. Here oh. on the Q&A, we like to uh, think globally and act locally. That's why the next question comes from uh, producer behind the glass, Eddie Spaghetti. Spaghetti Bend on the knee. Yeah, Spaghetti back there. He thinks he's a wizard when it comes to uh, Game of Thrones, but I have not given you public kudos, Maurice. Thank you. Maurice sure. Thrones Drew was the champion of you our won. Game of Thrones Fantasy League. I feel bad. I, I, I thought that was going to be really great. 
Congratulations. I, that was one of my. That's a big disappointment for me. I'm glad Maurice won, I, and I don't want to take the sore shine loser. off your victory. Sore loser. I'm not sore loser. I thought that was going to be a super fun thing for us. It was a fun thing. Yeah. Uh, it was all right. What happened? What's the problem? Check was in first until the last. Two it has oh, nothing to do. That's what the problem is. To do with Drop that. till fifth. I went from in one episode. I went from dead last to, to second. And then I jumped <laughs> we up had again. Chris Long, Chris Harris Jr., Melvin, Melvin Gordon. Gordon. We had a lot of. We had. You were Colleen in there, weren't Wolf you? Yeah. And her what tank topped husband in the league. And he's going to be so mad about that. People were drafting from it. The, the Wolf and uh, tank top Gonzo were drafting from Italy, literally. Greece. It was like three. Chris Long was in a haunted Manhattan hotel room drafting. Someone was at a concert. Yeah, it was it was yeah. all right. It, it was just, it was it, it was a great it was a great we should do it again. The night oh we'll do it again, but we have to night refine King. the scoring. The Night King, he won again. <sighs> I can't believe you had the Night King. All right. To Eddie Third Spaghetti's question, he asks on Twitter, what's the ideal Sunday kickoff time? He was belly aching earlier about because uh, he's an East Coast guy and he's very proud of his roots in New York City and I'm a Giants and a Blue Shirts fan and all that jazz. Now he's out here on the West Coast. And he said, I, I, I can't I can't sign off on these 10 a.m. Oh, you're true. Are you serious? This is hot. Listen, can, can I answer this one? Yeah. I'm all about daytime of drinking. Of course. Yes, all, The earlier the game, the better. Mm. The Jags, I remember – it was a one Sunday. We were doing the show. We were doing our Sunday Blitz show, and the Jags had like a 6 a.m. Oh, my God, in London. Yes. I was lit. <laughs> For the show? Uh, no. Because I was gone. I was. I didn't go to that show, but I started drinking at about 7 a.m. Because it's, it's what you do. You, you drink, you watch football. And then when we do our show, we start at 9 o'clock by 1030. Yeah. Jack already has two beers. Good for that's you, great. Maurice. You know what? Go that, to bed early, and then you're not hungry. Yeah, you're good. Day. day drinking. That's right, the wolf. Day drinking shows a lot of maturity. Yeah. A lot of a lot of uh, fellas your age, you're relatively young, don't know about it. But like I say, you're uh, you're mature beyond your years. The Wolf, right. where do you come? So down? I was on the East Coast for Thursday night, the first time in a while. And I'm watching the Thursday night game and I just uh, I just landed. I just flown in and. It was like the fourth quarter, and it was like 12 oh. at night, and I didn't even realize it. And so I'm texting like one of the guys I work with, one of the producers, and then all of a sudden I'm like, "Oh my god, it's 12:30 at night! Like I don't want your wife to think I'm texting you this late at night. Don't don't even worry about answering right now." It just had me so messed up. It's way too late. I can't I, I can't these imagine it's it, backwards. It it's very strange. I mean, I understand that it is in part trying to accommodate the West Coast that the primetime games run. So late, but I mean that that that's some rough stuff. Like uh, if you watch Monday night, night, was phenomenal. Yeah, that, it was that was that was a- into the into the night. But the uh, but the, the the best virtue of it isn't uh, that is a pretty good one. Like Thursday night, you can watch the game and it's still relatively yeah. Sunday night, Monday night. But the better thing is, ro- I, and even up. forget pro football. There's nothing better. Then when it's the weekend and it's college. Saturday and you uh. wake up and at 9 a.m. there's a game on. I tell people, this all, oh, I nice. tell people this all the time. The the As a player, on Monday nights, we should always go out and watch football. So when I was in Jacksonville, you'd watch Monday night football and then it'd be 1130 at night. Your, your night's pretty much over. You know, you go home. Well, we started. We did that in Oakland. <laughs> it's 730. It's, it's 8 <laughs> o'clock. You're like, oh, I still got the whole night left. Like, it's you still got so more to great. do, right? Like. Out here. And Maurice is like, sorry, fellas, I only do my drinking during the day. Good night. Yeah. And he goes, well, that was home. that was that was a younger me. So I, that, I was I, I was drinking all day. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think again, like 
these 10 a.m. games, you start your day off right. Oh, like, my God. You wake perfect. up, he's in a better mood. Like, oh, guess what? Football's on. You're drinking coffee. It, no. You feel like, football, uh, you know. put some Baileys in there. No. It's funny when you talk about coffee. the day drinking. When I say when it's when it's like noon and you have a drink in your hand, one example of cheating life. When you have a drink in your hand and it's 1130 Oof. and you're watching a football game, oh. now you're cheating life and how. I don't. There's a difference. I say it all the time. You got to make a critical decision out there, everybody. It doesn't have to involve booze. You're probably better if it does. But either way, whatever your preference, you got to make a decision. Do you want to survive or do you want to live? There's one of the two. That's it. Yeah. I live. I want to live. You only got one life. You might as well live it. Yeah. But but do it within the parameters of our society, and don't wear tank tops just because you're trying to Listen, live. You got one there's no, life. There's, there's, no there's nothing about living. I can't when you don't you let John wear tank tops in the house. I mean, no. it's not really a tank top that he's wearing. It's more it's of a under, like it's a, a under, an undershirt. I'll tell you who wears Peter. tank tops: Heath Evans. Oh, he doesn't wear arch nemesis. <laughs> That's okay. As long as his chest don't touch me, I'm I'm a cool with it. I mean, That's like, okay. I'll, I'll give you, I'll allow it if you're working out. But otherwise, just don't, you don't want, I, I am I am endlessly amazed when you think about this. When when you see people at work or out on the streets or anything, think to yourself, about 98, 99% of those people took a, le- a look in the mirror before they walked out the door and said, yep. That looks good. This is it. This is what I'm going out with to the world. Uh, you know what? That makes my head spin. You know what's funny? Like I, I, I'm one of those percent. That's why I gave you the one percent. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I just like you. Just go. <sighs> Here I go again. Let's just wander out in this world and see where it leads us. <laughs> that must be nice. <laughs> I try to wear stuff that can go in. I am, I am much too vain to to do something like that. All right, listen, the wolf. Yes. Over the moon for you. Great uh, debut weekend. You. And uh, you only have like 20-something or more. That's it. But listen, again, no, there's no bellyache in here. This is uh, this is not surviving. This is living what the Wolf's doing. She's living her living. dream and the dreams of millions out there. And she deserves all the, uh, all the success. We're thrilled for you. And uh, Maurice Jones-Drew also doing great work. L.A. Rams. I'm going to change my name to Thrones-Drew now. So I, I, I want to go by that. Oh, I'm, I, I don't, I don't want to tie us up any further, but I do want to say uh, great work on uh, players only, Maurice. Oh, yeah, so. that was really good. Thank you. I still it, think it would be better off if you had Dave in there. Like, to mm. you know, players only and the Jew, <laughs> you know? No, and Sheck. And, okay. As well, we'll work on the title, but right. I think it would be a nice oh, thing. Okay, yeah, know? I just wonder if the title has to be a little bit better than that. Yeah. We'll work on that. All right. Anywho, look for him on NFL Media. Uh, you'll see him all over the place. It's the Wolf. It's Maurice Jones. Hey, Thrones. also, look for the Sheck Report. We did it live on Monday night with Ike Taylor and company. That's uh, available for you on your uh, on your cell phone thing in the jig. Yeah. No tank tops. We'll be back with the Red Challenge flag picking all the Week 2 games with Bat Money Smith and Cynthia Freeland. Till then, <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. 
It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.